Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Presbyterian Church of Lawrenceville. We're, of course, once again broadcasting live here from the meeting house of the Presbyterian Church of Lawrenceville, surrounded by all the saints who have been part of this motley crew, this congregation, for well over 300 years. And you join us at a distance, and we are together the people of God. So welcome. And if there are visitors uh, online, uh, I saw the live stream comments, and I think there are some people who uh, are not usually able to join us in person who are with us online. Uh, so welcome, everybody. And if you have a means to welcome and encourage other visitors to come, please do that. Uh, send a text now with the link for this broadcast uh, to somebody maybe you haven't seen in church for a while. Uh, and by the way, if you are new to the congregation and joining our broadcast, love to know that you're a visitor with us so that we can welcome you. I think we've got Will Dennis once again uh, managing the comments here. And uh, so... Uh, again, everyone, welcome to this live cast of worship at the Presbyterian Church of Lawrenceville. So a few announcements before we begin our service of worship. On the homepage of our website, there's a blue banner, and you can click that to get to our Stay Connected page, which has almost all the pertinent information about uh, how we are responding to the pandemic, all of our online programming, or most of it at least, as well as with our, uh, you can find those on the calendar part of our website. So please do check that out. Also, there is, uh, I think you can click ways that you can help or be helped. The, the deacons continue to organize us so that we can respond to the needs of people in our congregation and people in our community uh, who um, are willing to help and who need help. So please check that out. There's a particular need uh, that I want to lift up here. Um, we need somebody to help us coordinate our blood drive. Uh, we are going to proceed with that on April 28th. There's a, an acute, I, sh I should say, crisis uh, in our blood supply, and we need to make sure that we give, uh, th that we are able to um, respond to that need. But we need somebody to help us coordinate that. Most of it will be done remotely, if not all of it. The Red Cross is going to be operating a turnkey operation. Uh, and so uh, let me know if you're able to help with that. Just email the office. Please do keep up with your pledge. Um, we can't do what we're doing without your gifts. And, of course, I know it's tough for folks uh, if it is possible for you. We want to be sensitive to the economic situation of all our members. But if it's possible for you to keep up with your pledge, we really encourage you to do that. Um, hopefully, I uh, hope all can uh, join us as well every Friday for a live Zoom call. It's just a congregational gathering to support each other. Friday at noon, it's only a half an hour. And speaking of Zoom, at the end of our broadcast here, after worship is finished, you're invited to a virtual coffee hour by Zoom. And uh, you'll, you'll receive the link to go to the Zoom meeting at the very end of the worship service. Um, hope also to in, you can do the labyrinth, which will be happening, which is uh, set up here in the graveyard between the meeting house and the chapel, especially since it's Holy Week. We hope that you will do that as well as participate in our Holy Week worship services, Thursday evening at 7.30. Uh, again, live streaming. We'll be doing part of the service live here and some of it pre-recorded, as well as Good Friday uh, at 12.15 um, in the same arrangement. Uh, some portions will be live, and, some, and the communion will be live on Thursday, and Friday some portions will be live and some pre-recorded. Next Sunday is, of course, Easter. And I want to encourage you to, again, uh, worship with us online. But before that, on Saturday, we're going to be putting the cross out in front, of the, uh, in front of the sanctuary. And we ask that you bring a flower and put it on the flowering cross uh, 
sometime during the day on Saturday so that we can see the cross bloom. Um, and uh, we also want to remind you that next Sunday is one great hour of sharing. The churchwide offering, we're going to be taking that virtually, and so please do be aware of that. There'll be a link in the, uh, in the uh, live stream next week where you can do that. And so last but not least, we encourage you to offer a memory for uh, Robin Campbell. We're going to be celebrating her um, virtually at the beginning of our coffee hour, the last Sunday of April, and uh, we have a memory book that we're putting together for her. And so simply send that to Amy Moore, or if you don't know Amy's uh, email address, send it to office at pclawrenceville.org. I think I've covered most of the announcements that need to be covered. If I've forgotten anything, of course, the great thing about this technology is you can simply put them in the chat uh, as you worship with us. I understand we really tested the technology for live streaming on our website. Apparently, that is not working. I don't know why. Or maybe it is working now. It's not working. It's not working. We're really sorry about that. We really tried hard to make it work. For some reason, there's a ghost in the machine here. Uh, So Facebook is working, but the stream on our website is not. Let's then move from getting here truly to being here as we worship God together. And we're going to begin, since we can't have the children parade around the the, uh, sanctuary, and since we can't wave our palms, we have a kind of virtual palm raising that we put together in advance of this service. Good morning. I invite you to uh, join me in our call to worship this morning. It's not responsive, but I invite you to listen. On this Palm Sunday, we are inviting you to awake to the day of triumph for our Savior. To give thanks for this is the day that leads to the cross. To come with your palms, your hosannas, and your songs to fill the air with welcome to the Lord. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Let us together worship God this morning. Our opening hymn this morning is All Glory, Loud, and Honor. Uh, You'll see the lyrics there on the screen. Sweet. 
I'd invite you to join me in our responsive reading of Psalm 118. You'll find um, the psalm there on the screen for you to follow along. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for God is good. God's steadfast love endures forever. Let Israel say, God's steadfast love endures forever. Let the house of Aaron say, God's steadfast love endures forever. Let those who fear the Lord say, God's steadfast love endures forever. Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. We bless you from the house of the Lord. The Lord is God and has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. And give thanks to the Lord, for God is good, for God's steadfast love endures forever. Let us stand and worship God, or let us remain seated, uh, excuse me, as we uh, offer our prayer of confession this morning. Let us pray together. Holy God, sure of your faithfulness, even in your dying, and comforted by your compassion toward your people in every age, we beg you for mercy, for our imperfect gratitude. Forgive us, for though we sing your praises today, we will crucify you on Friday. Forgive us, for we have looked to you for paltry favors when you have given us everything. Forgive us, for we have withheld from your people, from our neighbors, and from your creation the care and tending which they deserve. We have rejected the cornerstone that you sent to build a people of righteousness even here today. Forgive us. Heal what we have broken. Nurture what we have neglected. And lead us to your vision so that we may know the peace and the wholeness found in you. And forgive us our own confessions as we offer them now in a time of silence. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Friends, hear the good news. As far as the east is from the west, so far does God remove our transgressions from us. I'm sure if you're like me, over the last few days, you have said things you wish you hadn't. You've probably lost your patience. This is a time when, in the context of worship, we think about those things and re-examine ourselves, but only in light of the incredible forgiveness of God made available to us in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so, friends, believe the good news of the gospel, that in Jesus Christ we have a new beginning. We are healed, restored, set free, forgiven. Alleluia. Amen. Today we will uh, hear the children's message via a recording that has been offered by our ministry intern, uh, Courtney Steininger. 
Amen. Uh, thank you to Courtney who recorded that. I believe she's watching us uh, live currently as well. So we appreciate that, uh, Courtney. This morning's scripture reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew from chapter 21, uh, verses 1 through 11. Um, so listen now and hear the word of the Lord. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her, and tie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet. Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey and on a coal, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and Jesus sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut down branches from the trees and spread them out on the road. The crowds that went ahead of them uh, and that followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this man? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We want to give thanks for our virtual choir there, trying to use modern technology to our best advantage for the sake of worship and glorifying God. Will you take a moment and let us pray together? O come, Holy Spirit. Come as the fire and burn. Come as the wind and cleanse. Come as the light and reveal. Come as the water and refresh. Holy One, convict us and convert us and consecrate us until we are holy and completely yours. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to focus on, for the most part, a single word in the scripture lesson that Kyle just read a moment ago, the story of Palm Sunday. I want to sort of treat it as as if it's like an eyepiece through which to look and observe the scene unfolding there uh, in the first century, the story of Palm Sunday. The eyepiece is the actual name of the thing you look through in a telescope to see the scene. And perhaps this same word might be a way... A means through which we might see in a different way the scene unfolding before us in this time uh, as we deal with the current circumstances of our life. And the word is the word Hosanna. Now many a Palm Sunday sermon uh, has given you the definition of this word, what it means. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more in depth about it. It's a Hebrew word, Hosanna. And it occurs, among other places in the Old Testament, it occurs in the psalm that we read together before, Psalm 118. Psalm 118 is a royal psalm, 
that means it was used in the worship of Israel for the coronation of a king, the elevation of a king. So whenever folks would uh, recite Psalm 118, they would think about the elevation of David and they would long for a king like David who would come riding into town, enter the temple to a festal worship service, and among the acclamations would be this very same word, Hosanna, which means save us. Verse 25, save us, we beseech you, Hosanna. It's the same word that all of the folks were yelling as Jesus rode into town during the events of Palm Sunday, which were just recited for you. Now Matthew, whose version we read today, is, wants to be very careful that what Jesus is doing is fulfilling Jewish prophecy, what the prophets of old had foretold would happen. And uh, it's, it's interesting that Matthew uh, doesn't seem to understand what some of the professors at uh, Princeton Theological Seminary would, the structure of Hebrew poetry, because there's this convention in Hebrew poetry where you say something once and then you say it again in a slightly different way. So Zechariah, as Matthew reads the prophecy and the line, you know, behold, your king comes riding in on a donkey, uh, a, a, a foal, the colt of a donkey. So the, the general and the specific, he thinks that's two different animals. So he has Jesus riding in both on an adult donkey and a baby donkey at the same time. Kind of a ridic- ridiculous portrait, but it's elegant and appropriate because it's meant to be kind of ridiculous. It's meant to be a parody of the usual display of power. Uh, the kind of parade that might have been unfolding right across town, uh, what happened when, when a leader of Rome, when an emperor would be riding into a town, in this case on a white charger, and you know that helmet that they would put on the horse with the bottle brush, you know, and gleaming golden armor. This was a parody of that kind of display. Jesus riding into town, and the people shouting, Hosanna, save us. So it's important that we know, too, about the context unfolding there in the first century. From what? Were the people wanting to be saved? And there's a simple answer to that question that everyone would have known. Rome. Uh, the, the aspirations of the people were to throw off the ro- yoke of Rome. Now, this is Passover, the beginning of Passover, which was an inherently political time of year. So the Romans would kind of you know, call up a few extra garrisons, to keep the peace in Jerusalem because it celebrates, after all, the story of the people of Israel moving from slavery under Pharaoh in Egypt to freedom. And so this was a time for all of those desires, yearnings for freedom. Give us back our country like it was. Fix it. Hosanna. Save us. Fix it. Maybe you know where I'm going with this. This past Friday, as I was, of course, as usual, procrastinating from writing my sermon, it hasn't changed during the era of coronavirus. Um, but I was reading the paper online. I guess you can't call it a paper anymore. Uh, and I came up upon an article about a man named Vladimir Zelenko, who is a doctor in a small enclave, a Hasidic enclave north of New York City. Uh, and he claims to have found kind of a miracle cure not a vaccine, but a cure for coronavirus that consists of the drug chloroquine and an antibiotic. And people at the highest levels of power have touted this as possibly a silver bullet. This is the answer. It's going to fix it. The only problem is there's not much data to back that up. 
We're all looking for a savior. We're all looking for a silver bullet that will save us and make it all go away. I don't know if you're like me, but before this happened, I know I, I kind of had this attitude. I went about my life and I thought to myself, you know, the people up there, they, they kind of have it all in control. I don't have to worry about any of that. But th- there's this general sense that they know what they're doing. They're on it. They got it. And in this era, I think one of the results of this current circumstance in which we're living is the idea that that's not necessarily true, that folks don't necessarily know what they're doing. And we're not trying to cast blame here. There's plenty of it to go around if we were to play that game. But, but, But here's the idea is that, you know, we can't control nature. Um, we have this concept that maybe we should always have that we're not in control uh, and we never have been. That may seem kind of depressing for, uh, f- for us to hear that, but in a way for people of hope, I think that we know that it's a moment to experience hope in a new way because we never have been. Now, there's a story in the Old Testament from Genesis that probably most of us are familiar with called the Tower of Babel. It actually is a story about human technology. You know, uh, Psalm 8 states, the psalmist writes, you know, who are, what, are, what are humans that you should be mindful of them? You have created them as little less than the angels. You know, we have godlike powers. We've got skills as human beings. We have this prefrontal cortex that, again, gives us sort of godlike powers to control nature to a certain extent. And so the story is all about using our human technology, our prefrontal cortex. We built this tower to try to get to heaven. But you know what? We're never going to get there on our own. So what does God do but knock it down to remind us? We're not in charge. But here's the good news. God is. Jesus was riding into town and they were yelling, Hosanna, fix it. Save us. And we all know the rest of the story that when that didn't happen, when Jesus didn't have the magic bullet, the same people hailing him and yelling Hosanna were the same people cheering on the execution on Friday. But you know, it's important that we read what happens after this, after this scene. What, what does Jesus do? But he goes into the temple just like a king would if that king were being elevated, coronated, as David would do. But instead of uh, being met with shouts of acclamation, he's met with curses by the governing authorities, the people who are supposedly in charge of the religious establishment. But, you know, who is it who gets Jesus in that scene? Who is it uh, who flocked to Jesus? And not just in this scene, but in, in many places in the narrative of Jesus' ministry. It's the children who get it, who get Jesus. Uh, And they're the ones shouting Hosanna too, but I don't think they really understand what they mean, but they get it. They get what kind of Messiah Jesus is, not one who's going to fix it for them, give us the the magic bullet, wave a magic wand. Jesus is the one who's going to give us the equipment to win the victory. Jesus is the one who is the Savior who gives us that Holy Spirit that enables us to have the courage to face our reality in the here and now. Because we're not going to win. We're not, this, you know, I certainly hope that chloroquine is going to make a difference. It may. 
I sure hope that sometime not too distant future we find a vaccine. Um, we're going to use our human technology to fix it, but that's not how we're going to win the battle. That's not the kind of savior that we received from God. We're going to win the battle using that spirit that he gave us, which is the spirit of love, the spirit of compassion, the spirit of charity. So we need to watch out finding our hope, uh, locating our hope in that magic bullet that comes through our human technology and instead find our hope in that spirit that came to us through the Messiah who planted that seed, who gives us that spirit that lives through us, the body of Christ, we together, who are the hands and feet of Jesus in the here and now. You know, where I find hope is in stories of people who are displaying that kind of spirit. My wife Catherine shared with me a link from John Krasinski, the guy who plays Jim on The Office, and uh, he um, put together this 15-minute news show just in his living room, I think, about good news, all good news. It's really worth watching. I forgot to put the link in there, but you can find it on YouTube. So here's where I find hope. Uh, the people who are on the front lines of this war, they're not soldiers, they're medical personnel, and they're risking their lives for us. I find hope in them. I find hope in the fact that people in New York City and in Madrid and in Italy are mounting their balconies and clapping when our medical personnel are changing shifts. I think we should be clapping along with them. And you know what? I find hope in the people of this congregation doing little things that represent hope. Later on in the offering, I'll show you some pictures of a little boy in the congregation who sent me a card, and I can't tell you how much that encouraged me. A person who's part of our community who made masks for the staff of this church. That's where we find our hope. And I think that's what's going to defeat this current enemy that we face. I want to end by giving a shout-out to one of our interns, Rachel Johnson, who did, I thought, a fabulous, encouraging word. And if you're not tuning into those videos, I would encourage you to do that. On Friday, she uh, offered her encouraging word based on a, an excerpt of J.R.R. Tolkien's great novel, The Lord of the Rings. And in this scene that she mentions, it's uh, Samwise and Frodo toward the end of their long journey. It's all about a journey of two people, Sam and Frodo. And they're, they're tired, and they're in the worst part of their journey. They're facing the enemy. They're in the enemy territory, and there's darkness, and there's shadows, and they're trying to hunker down for a night's sleep. And I want to read to you the excerpt that she also read. Um, Samwise crawled from their hiding place and looked out. The, lambs, the land seemed full of creaking and cracking and sly noises. The night sky was still dim and pale. But there, peeping among the cloud rack above the dark high mountains, Sam saw a white star twinkle for a while. The beauty of it smote his heart. As he looked up out of the forsaken land, and hope returned to him. For like a shaft, clear and cold, the thought pierced him. That in the end, the shadow was only a small and passing thing. There was light and high beauty forever beyond its reach. So my brothers and sisters, um, look through that eyepiece and let's focus on the white star 
who for us is Jesus, and who gives us the equipment to win this battle. May you find hope in that. May it be so. Amen. Friends, I'd like to invite you to join me in affirming our faith together using the words of Scripture as they appear uh, there on the screen. Therefore, since it is by God's mercy that we are engaged in Christ's ministry, we do not lose heart. But we have the precious treasure of the gospel in clay jars, so that it may be made clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. Amen. As we enter into a time of prayer, I invite you to pray along with us. If you're comfortable uh, and watching this live, please feel free to share your prayers and your requests with us uh, in the comments there. Uh, If you're not watching live, feel free to share uh, your prayer requests with us as a staff or with the um, pastoral staff uh, via email. Uh, Contact us at the church office and know that we are praying together and for one another. Uh, We'll have a team who uh, gathers virtually around the piano uh, this morning to lift up the requests that are shared. Uh, So please do share them. Let us pray together. Almighty God, we pray for all of those who would follow Jesus Christ, especially this day, Palm Sunday, that we might hear and bear witness to the good news of the gospel as true disciples. And we pray that all of the ends of the earth would also receive the saving words of the King of Peace as we contemplate and think about what it means to be saved, as we think about and contemplate what it means that Jesus offers us salvation. We pray for all leaders of the church universal this morning as we enter Holy Week, and we're forced to consider new ways, creative ways of celebrating sacred traditions and discovering new meaning in the passion, death, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for all leaders within our government and around the world. We pray, especially now, that they might put aside any sense of empty power, and uh, that they would seek humble service as we continue to navigate this difficult road together in the midst of a health pandemic and and pending economic crisis. We pray that all people might find a renewed sense of gratitude for the gifts of nourishment, friendship, family, trust, patience, and hope wherever and however they may be found. We pray that we might be nourishment and friendship and family and trust and patience and hope for one another. And we pray for those who continue to suffer hardship, for those who are sick with the coronavirus or with any other health issue. We pray for those grieving the loss of a loved one, the loss of a 
job or steady income, the loss of um, co-workers, the loss of personal connections or friendships or human touch, the loss of freedom and independence. Even as we gather this morning virtually as the body of Christ, we acknowledge that we gather as individuals and families with our own specific needs and prayers. And so, O God, we ask that you would hear our prayers as we offer them now to you in this time of silence. Gracious God, we thank you that you are a God who hears our prayers and a God who answers our prayers. And so show us, your sons and your daughters, the way to freedom, the way to salvation through the gentle obedience of your Son, Jesus Christ. Hear us, we pray, for we pray all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Of course, we can't be together in this meeting house and pass the plate, but we do that virtually. And so I think Will is going to uh, show you ways that you can give online. And we, again, heartily encourage you to do that. There are two ways that you can give, uh, steer to our website and hit the donate button, uh, or you can actually just give by text. It's really very easy and the instructions are there on the screen. Please be aware that they're going to disappear in just a moment uh, when, we, uh, when we are going to be enjoying uh, and lifting up and offering an anthem in the style of worship in a new key. Uh, this is a an anthem that comes from the world of blues, made famous by B.B. King, When Love Comes to Town. And the lyrics will be uh, posted on the side of the song. Uh, we're getting to know this new technology uh, through an app called Acapella. And so I want to give a shout out and thanks to my friends, Bo and John. Before we get there, though, I wanted to uh, commend to you the fact that giving, of course, is not just with our money. As important as that is, let me not in any way uh, diminish that. Uh, the offering is, that we make is with our lives, uh, with the spirit that we show forth to other people. So as I mentioned in the sermon, I wanted to give a shout out to a couple people who've done that. Um, little Tommy Graham, uh, who sent me uh, a note, and I think we've got it on screen. I want to give thanks to him for how encouraging that was to me. Uh, and I want to give thanks to Janet McGregor-Williams, who sewed masks. And by the way, we're not wearing masks right now. Uh, please rest assured that when I go out, I do wear them, and so, is, uh, so, so do we here who are gathered. Uh, but I also want to give thanks to Janet McGregor. I think, there you go, you can see uh, what she also offered to us. So let us give generously of our money, but also of our lives as we walk this road together. Uh, let us now hear as an offering to God this music that comes to us through B.B. King and through Bo and John. Praise God. 
Holy God, accept these offerings as fruitful and faithful offerings of our gratitude for all that you have done for us. Even in a dark time, you have shown us that white star that shines no matter what. May it shine in us and through us. We pray this in the name of Jesus, the giver. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you. Please take a moment to share a sign of peace with your neighbors online uh, in whatever way you wish to do, just for a moment. Um, are we coming through here, Will? All right. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to my son, Will, uh, who has done a yeoman service in uh, doing the tech, as well as Tom Wilfred. So this is a time <laughs> to applaud many people. Um, I also wanted to make mention, while I'm in the mode of making some announcements, uh, part of the sermon was about how, you know what, sometimes life convinces us we are not in control, and so <laughs> we almost didn't have sound today, and, and again, I don't think we had our website broadcast working. If you want to let people know who were intending to tune in for that, that'd be great to let them know during the Zoom coffee hour that's going to happen after this, our regrets. We did test it, and we don't quite know why it wasn't working today. But uh, we couldn't test it this morning. Long story. Um, but please uh, be aware of that. Let's join in our final hymn, uh, which is Ride On, Ride On in Majesty. And this bespeaks and indicates something about the story that's going to unfold this week. So again, I commend to you the services that will be happening on Thursday night and Friday afternoon. Hope that you can join us. But now let us sing together uh, Ride On, Ride On in Majesty. And we'll sing four verses of that. Before we receive the benediction and invitation to join us for our online Zoom coffee hour, and uh, I think that uh, Will Dennis will provide right now the link to get there in our comments, um, and uh, I think maybe, Will, if you can put the page there that will indicate where folks can go, uh, you can get the link directly from our website and then click on the event that is this worship service in the calendar. So please hear the benediction. Go out into the world in peace. 
have courage. Hold on to what is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the suffering. Honor all people. Love and serve the Lord your God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit be ours both now and forevermore. And let the people say, or type, amen. So for those still watching, Jill Cefali reminded me that there's going to be like the virtual prayer team around the virtual piano that the deacons do, but anybody's welcome to join them, and that's also going to be done by Zoom, and then they're going to tune into the, um, the, the virtual coffee hour with the rest of the folks. So again, thanks for joining us, and uh, please join us Thursday, Friday, and Sunday coming up.